Hello everybody, this is Chris from CSS Tricks with video screencast number 47. The main topic today is going to be CSS shorthand. S seemingly pretty basic stuff, especially for those of you that are advanced, have been using CSS for a while. Shorthand is just probably something obvious that you, that you use all the time, but there are a few gotchas with shorthand and maybe you'll pick up a few things anyway and this is great for beginners because everybody should be knowing and using how to use this for reasons that I'll explain. So I have this little project file like we always do for these screencasts, uh, just an index file and a CSS file and I've got those popped open here in TextMate, our text editor of choice on the Mac. First of all, let's look at the markup for this example, right? Um, we have ourselves a page wrap, wrapping the whole thing. We have a header tag. We have a paragraph tag. We have a subheader tag. We have an unordered list with some fake text in here, and then we have a footer down here, right? So nothing special there. Uh, and then let's take a look at what the page actually looks like, which is just a big silly mess, really. There's this. There's our. Here's our header and our paragraph and our subheader and our unordered list and our footer down here. Yeah. Big silly mess, but it's they're just examples to show you some CSS properties that, that we're going to get to. So not exactly a real world example today, but these are like, like fundamental things that uh, we're going to use that, that, that are typical things that, that use CSS shorthand. So let's jump back over in a TextMate and start looking at the properties that make this page look the way that it does. This is where I want to start on this page wrap here. So we have a width of 500 pixels on it. Width doesn't use CSS shorthand at all. It's just one value. But margin is one of the properties that definitely does use CSS shorthand. You can see that there are four values right here, four different CSS attributes that are, that are causing its layout. Uh, the margin top is 10 pixels. The margin left is... Auto, the margin right is auto, margin bottom is 10 pixels. That is what is pushing this down 10 pixels. There's a 10 pixel padding on the bottom that you can't see, but those auto values are what's keeping the page centered, right? <clears throat> uh, there's a, well, I'll be honest, when I first started writing CSS, I was kind of like anti-shorthand almost. I liked seeing this. I like seeing margin top is 10 pixels. It's just so clear and so honest, and, and you, you can't screw this up. You know, I know that there's a 10 pixel top margin applied to this element because it says so right here. And that shorthand value, it doesn't say margin top. You know, you just, you, as you'll see in a minute, you kind of got to just know what the values are and in what positions are. And it can be a little confusing, but I'm telling you that the learning curve here is short and it's worth it because it keeps your chord shorter and ultimately down the line the more you write this the actually the easier it is to look at this is harder for me to look at now than the shorthand so let's take a look at what the shorthand for this page wrap would be just for the margin margin this is how it works let's start here for margin and ultimately padding which we'll see below uses the same exact pattern right and there's multiple ways to write it but uh uh kind of the long version of the shorthand is to give it four values. Let's start with four values. That's perfectly valid shorthand right there for margin. The first value is top. Now it's like a clock, like 12 o'clock, the topmost value pointing straight up. That's the first value. And then you go around clockwise around the clock, right? So the first one is top. The next one is right. The third one is bottom. And the last one is left. 
that's how it works. So let's fill in the values based on these, right? So it's 10 pixels top, the right is auto, the bottom is 10 pixels, <coughs> and the left is auto. So if we stop there and get rid of this, save it, and reload our page, nothing should change and it should behave in exactly the same way because that, that, this bit of code is exactly the same as what we did before. See how much we're spacing there? Or space we're saving and, and characters we're saving. I'm not going to say it's like a huge saver of bandwidth or whatever. I mean, technically it is. You'll save a few characters, but it's more like, I don't know, just quicker and easier to, to read and, and shortens up your CSS files for your own browsing ability, you know? Uh, we don't actually have to stop there because there's, there's different ways to, to write margin. Uh, another way to do this, so we had four values, right? That's one way you can write the shorthand. Honestly, my personal preference is I usually write out all four. Just, uh, I don't know, that's just the style that I've developed. It's still shorthand, it's still saving, but it's easier to look at. But you can only give it three values if you want. You may have seen this before. So what does that mean when, there's, when you only have three values in margin? Well, instead of being top, left, or top, right, bottom, left, it's top, then both left and right in one value, and then bottom. So in our case, um, <clears throat> our left and right values are the same. You'd only use this if they are the same, right? So in our value, it's 10 pixels auto, 10 pixels. It's the same as this, because these two values are the same. We can write it like that. We'll prove it to ourselves by saving it and reloading the page and watching. Yes, indeed, it is behaving exactly the same. There is a third way to write margin. That is with just two values. You may have seen this before. <clears throat> this stands for both top and bottom and both left and right. And we are, are in luck again, and, and our values are the same that way. 10 pixels auto also stands for the same thing. So we'll save that and reload and check it out, <clears throat> uh, uh, behaving exactly the same. There's one last way to write margin, and that's just with only one value at all, 10 pixels, and that means all four, top, right, left, bottom, are all the same value. If we were to save that, it's going to, <laughs> well, it's, it's not going to be centered anymore, so you'll see that. Yeah, it'll shoot over to the left, because those auto margins aren't going to be centering it anymore. So. <clears throat> Let's get rid of that. Just leave it at 10 pixel auto because that's our desire there. So you can already see up here in my my star selector, my select all reset here. This is shorthand right here. Just saying margin zero is shorthand because it's really saying margin of all four sides are zero. So that's margin padding works the exact same way as margin. So let's rewrite our paragraph padding a little smarter, right? padding with the top values 10 I'm just stealing them from above then the right value is 0 uh, the bottom value is 20 and the left value is 50 and nothing should change in our paragraph element when we did this we're just consolidating a little bit well I should have reloaded but but you can see this is how it was before that's how you write sh shorthand for padding now, another property that takes shorthand is all this font stuff. 
and this is a big one because look at what a big mess all this is. There's so much stuff that goes into declaring fonts in CSS. There's your font style, which is <coughs> italic or regular. That's how you set italics. There's the font variant, which is normal or, or small caps. There's font weight, which is you know bold, bolder, boldest, whatever all those are. There's a bunch of different keywords for that, as well as number values, I think. Then there's your font size, you got your line height, and your font family. All this stuff to declare what a font looks like. So with all this stuff, this is what our H1 looks like. We're using small caps Georgia up there. and it took all that to get this font looking like that. So let's rewrite it with shorthand. And there is font is definitely one of those things with some gotchas. So it just so happens that these are written in the same order that they're supposed to be here. So it's basically just rewriting these things with spaces in them. Italic, small caps, normal. Now this is how you separate uh, uh, font size and line height is with a dash like that. And then you just go ahead and list these. I'll just copy and paste. And if we get rid of all this and save it, this is the shorthand and nothing changes, right? So that's perfect. What's a little weird here, and this is a huge gotcha, I think, with CSS shorthand for fonts, is that first of all, all three of these things uh, uh, have normal as their default, right? So we could go normal, normal, normal. Let's see what that looks like. So it gets rid of the small caps, it's not bold, and it's not italic. If we were to list none of those things, that would be the same thing as declaring it as, as, as not doing it. See if I reload, it's the same thing. That's what's weird with shorthand is that it, it sets those values whether you like it to or not, right? Uh, we'll get, a, get to a better example of that in just a minute. But the order is also important. So what did we have here? We had... <clears throat> Italic, small caps, normal, right? The order is important here because you can you can just screw up and, and forget the order and say uh, and put normal here and italic over here, and it's not going to know what to do with that. It's not going to be italic because it's out of order. It just kind of freaks out and doesn't know what to do and, and and reverts to this bold and stuff. Okay, not ideal. It doesn't it doesn't throw any warnings. It just doesn't do what it's supposed to do, and that's what can be really frustrating about CSS. So. Make sure that you get these in the in the right order to get that done. Okay, the gotcha is let's check it out on on this H2 tag, right? You can only you only need to what we're going for in the H2 tag here is 20 pixels in in Verdana, right? Nowhere did I say don't make this font bold, right? But we know that that header tags by default in browsers default to bold, and nowhere am I removing bold from this. Nowhere am I telling it font weight normal. Really, I want it to be bold. I just didn't want to write font size and font family. I I I I, I use CSS shorthand like I should, but if I reload here, you can see that this subheader is not bold. That's that's kind of the gotcha in that in that it's because I'm using shorthand, it's setting bold. If we did this separately, look at font size, 20 pixels, and font family Verdana here. 
and reload, it's going to be bold. It's just that shorthand is forcing that normal value on it, even though we didn't say anything. Because we didn't say anything, it's forcing it to be font weight normal. So that's kind of a little gotcha there. But let's say we're happy with that. Maybe that's what you want to do, you know? All the same to me. Okay, uh, uh, okay, so look, look at, we're getting smart already in that we wanted our padding value to be three pixels on, on either the top or the bottom and five pixels on either the right and the left. We're already being smart here. We have a margin with three values, which means the top has zero, both the left and right have zero, but there's a bottom margin. So the quickest way to just say bottom margin, you know, we could go margin bottom 10 pixels. But even that, even this is shorter than this. And this uh, uh, is smarter in that it will kind of implicitly declare these margin values. Whereas if you just declare margin bottom, margin is a property that cascades. And it could, uh, if, if, if something, a, a parent element had 10 pixels of top margin, you know, or <clears throat> it could come in and screw that margin up and you're not sure where... Uh, it's getting that margin from this is declaring all values for margin while we're at it so you know you get what you pay for kind of thing we're going to use this h2 element to show another css shorthand property which is deals with border uh, and border definitely has some gotchas as well too right now we have three pixel dashed black border right so and you can clearly see that there's a three pixel wide uh, dashed black border on this thing. But what gets really weird about this is if you just say border, well, obviously our shorthand is just border, right? I think if we just do border black, let's get rid of this and save it. No, that's not it. Bear with me. There's a weird one. Border dashed. I think you, there's one of them that you can get away with. Okay, yeah, so it's the border style is the one you can get away with with just listing all by itself. And by some magical, crazy thing in the world, the CSS, the browser has just decided that when you declare it this way, it's going to be black and it's going to be three pixels wide. Super weird. So if I want solid, it's going to be three pixels and it's going to be black. <laughs> I never told it to do that, but that's the default, whatever. I think if we go solid red, we'll get three pixels, but it'll be a color, yeah? And then we can, we, can, we can apply pixel values to it in the front here. So if we only wanted that to be one pixel, we could do it like that. And then we'd get our one pixel there. So uh, do it in this order, border width, border style, border color. And the only one that you can get away with leaving it by its, or you can leave off with and you can leave off color, but you need style. If we were just go border red, I don't think we get nothing. You see, isn't that kind of weird? It's just one of those gotchas with, with, with shorthand. So basically to be safe, every time this is how I do it, is just declare all three of them. We could do dotted. Dotted is one of them, isn't it? Yeah. Let's see, well, dotted red border, okay. 
<clears throat> so border is one of the CSS shorthand things. List style is one of them. So let's take a look at this list style. We have little squares here, and squares is a weird one. Hopefully this comes across the screencast. Can you see in Firefox the squares? Like this one looks short and square. This one looks like a nice square, and this one kind of looks like in between. I really don't like the list style square. It's so inconsistent. I hate not having control over that. Anyway, if you, if you use disk instead of... It's a little more consistent. I think those all look the same to me. I think I'd stay away from square and just use disk. But that's a little bit of a tangent there. I think you can see with where we're going here that the shorthand for list style type, list style position, list style image is just list style. Okay, so disk inside none is the same exact thing as all this. Saves us quite a bit of room if we reload. That's what we get there. What is inside? I guess we're not trying to go into all these values here, but let's just take a look. Outside should shift it to the left a little bit because the the, the little uh, uh, bullet points there are actually outside of, we'll just use Firebug so you can see, this blue area now is, is the actual box that the unordered list has created, and and those dots are outside of it. Let's change it to inside on the fly, and that's what that is. Now in the in the box, they're actually inside the box. So that's just what those are there. Just a little quick lesson. One more that we're going to touch on. There's actually some a few like really super duper obscure things you can use CSS shorthand on that uh, that have to do with like with screen readers and CSS values for pausing and and things like that. We're not going to get into. Uh, uh, these are just kind of the common ones that people actually use, so we're going to stick with that. I should also mention that uh, uh, with border, sorry to go back on you here, but this is a little bit important. For one thing, there's another property that's similar to border, outline, like one pix dotted red. Let's get rid of that, save it. It uses the same, nothing should change there, it uses the same... Uh, uh, values as border does, but with with outline you just get outline. That's the only that's the only property there is. Okay, you can't do outline right. You know it just doesn't make sense. But with border we could go border right. This is still shorthand. We're only going to get this border over here uh, uh, because this is short for border right with and border right style yeah yeah you get the point right so that's with with border is you get border right style border left style all that border is all four of the styles. so really there's just a lot going on there i don't know you get it you're smart kids <laughs> so uh okay with footer what we have going on here is let's look at our footer we have this gray background and we have this little circle over here clear, clearly created by an image right so let's rewrite it. Norm going here. Uh, the shorthand is just background instead of all this other stuff. And this is in the right order. We declare the color first and then images slash image.jpg. <clears throat> uh, no repeat top left scroll. So just spaces in between all that stuff. If we get rid of this. Nothing will change. We'll be right on. Um, 
here's the gotchas as I see it with background, right? We have this top left, which is, is, is saying where we want this thing to be. Let's say top right, and you can see that will change at this circle. We'll fly over to the right-hand side. When you're using keywords with this background position stuff, the order of it doesn't matter, right? So we could go uh, right top, and it's the same thing. Nothing's going to change. That's cool and convenient, but it's a little misleading in like which one is supposed to go first because you don't have to use keywords here. You can use values too. So 10 pixels, zero, let's see where that goes. It kicks it to the right 10 pixels, right? Uh, very useful. It's definitely not the same thing as zero 10 pixels. That's kicking it down 10 pixels, okay? So, yeah, basically it's left, how far away you want it to be from the left, and how far away you want it to be from the top, and they're not interchangeable when they're not keywords. So that's one thing. It's similar to font as well in that, in that it assumes things. Like all these CSS shorthand values assume things when you leave them out, right? So if we were to leave out this color, it's going to explicitly set the background color of this footer to transparent, which will just be white, right? Because the background is white, the browser window is white. That's just what it defaults to. Uh, but it's important to realize that it's, it's, it's actually setting it to transparent, you know? It's not just leaving it alone, not setting it to anything. It's setting it to transparent. If we leave off no repeat, it's going to set it to repeat. That's the default. So let's reload it here, and you can see there's circles all over the place. Uh, uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, so the, the, the default values in background, if we put these back in, if you leave off color, it gets set to transparent. If you leave off a URL for an image, it gets set to no image. If you leave off a repeat value, it's either no repeat or repeat, it gets set to repeat if you leave it off. If you leave off the background position values, it gets set to top left, or basically zero pixels, zero pixels. And then scroll is the background, is the attachment of how you want to behave when the area scrolls. Uh, uh, it's just too much to get into right now. If you leave that off, it gets set to scroll instead of fixed, which uh, <clears throat> is important, but may, perhaps the subject of another screencast. So that is, is CSS shorthand. Uh, it's probably a little long, probably a little obvious, but there are, this is a few funny things. Uh, I think you'll find that in gigantic style sheets where there's just attributes everywhere and selectors everywhere, and it's just such a mess to look at that the savings that you get from writing it this way it's just, it's it's definitely worth doing, especially if you do, you know, I, I, I line up my CSS like this, right? A lot of times, because I, I like to browse the selectors more than I like to browse the attributes, so I I, <clears throat> I do stuff like this, and, and I have my browser window open wider, so I can go a little longer here, but, so imagine if the whole style sheet uh, was like this, so all the selectors down the left-hand side and all the attribute and value stuff over here on the right, 
this area can get really kind of congested over here and that's okay i'm not worried about that because what i like is really clean selector area so i can see what elements things are targeting but if if this area had you know three four times more stuff in it like it would if i didn't use shorthand it'd just be too messy so i you know i really think css shorthand is is valuable in that way so that's basically all I have to say about that. Hopefully that was enjoyable for you. I have a few quick things to mention. If you are subscribed to this screencast, uh, let's just go to cssstricks.com, right? And you are subscribed in iTunes or you get it via RSS or you just watch it on the blog, whatever. There's a new way, and a lot of people ask for this, and it's finally here just a few days ago. You can, and you are, an, you have an iPod or an iPhone, you can resubscribe to this screencast. You can get them both for all I care. I don't mind. Or you can ditch the large one. And if you like to watch it on your iPhone or iPod, subscribe to this new one, which is sized properly for that device. You don't have to convert it or anything. When you subscribe, they'll just go right on your phone. Uh, so a lot of people are asking for that. That's here. If you're a watcher like that, definitely pick up that feed. Speaking of iPhone stuff, you can see this little tiny iPhone icon up here in the menu bar. That is the, if you just go to css-tricks.com slash i is the new iPhone version of the thing. We've gone through this before, but I kind of updated it to the new look of the site and made it a little smarter. So if you're on your iPhone, you want a little easier browsing experience, you can read the site. Just go to slash i. And earlier this week, last week, I guess it was late last week, I launched this site, html-ipsum.com. It's a one-page site. There's not much to it, but for all you web people, you might find it useful. There's just all this clips of, of lorem ipsum text, which is just like Latin gibberish text to fill in with stuff when you're building a new page if you don't have the content from the client yet or just want to kind of fill stuff out. Uh, there's lots of lorem ipsum sites out there that will generate the text for you, but the, hopefully the advantage will save you a few seconds here is to get that text already in useful HTML tags like paragraphs and list items. You can see even on our example I used today, I needed an unordered list quick. So I went and grabbed one right from the one from HTML ipsum and pasted it in there, and it just saved me the time of having to write that from scratch. Um, at the moment, if you're lucky and the stars are aligned right, you can click on these things and it'll copy it to your clipboard, but lots of people are having problems and saying it's not working. It has to do with Flash 10 and your operating system and browser and all this combo. Like I said, if the stars are aligned just right, that'll work for you. I'm thinking about pulling out that feature because it's not working for so many and it does give them this copy to clipboard thing and then it's not actually on their clipboard anyway. We'll see if that feature lives. If you're a Mac user and you use Coda, click the Coda thing and you can get these things as clips. This Clicking this button will add it directly to Coda, which is cool. If you use TextMate, I happen to use both. You know, you can get bundles here and set tab triggers. Uh, and TextMate, basically, you can set a little phrase. If you just type, like, lorem tab, it'll it'll put this stuff right in there. It's a, it's a quick and easy way to... For TextMate, if you use gedit, there are snippets that behave in the same way. That's a Linux program. And then, this is cool, this just launched today. Uh, 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 I'd like to thank Jay. He was really, he made a, a, a sub-version of this site, which you could see if you went to Fluid. It's the same thing, only uh, uh, it's optimized for a smaller view, which I'll show you in a second. Uh, let me whisk this away. He made it, you can use fluid.app, which we've covered before in these screencasts. That's an optimized version for fluid. 
So you, if you, you can go ahead and if you're a Mac user and you're using, you have to have 10.5 for this to work. Uh, you can download it right here or make your own if you already have fluid.app. And you can see this icon up in my menu bar. You can click this down and I got HTML Ipsum right here. And you just click the name and it opens it up. Uh, and, and then you can you can copy the, the code right from here and paste it into your project. So you can have HTML Ipsum if you do a lot of this type of stuff right in your menu bar, pretty slick. So that's all I got for this week, folks. I will see you next time. Bye.